Hello. Before we start, I'd like to invite you to stop what you're doing. Take this moment to really notice what's going on around you. It's so easy to rush through life without stopping to notice what's going on around us. Being more aware about what's going on in our lives and the lives of the people that are close to us, whether personal or professional, can help us improve mental health, improve relationships, even improve productivity and efficiency. How many times have you felt so rushed and busy that you get to the end of the day and feel that you've not actually got that much done? To become more aware is often called mindfulness. Joining me today is an American down under. Charlotte Maservi is a recent addition to Impact's Australian team. By day, she is a business development consultant, and by night, and probably at the weekends too, she teaches yoga and meditation and has significant experience in running workshops on productivity and, of course, mindfulness. Charlotte, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's lovely <laughs> to have you. Could you start by giving me a little bit about your background? Sure. The short story is that basically my interest in mindfulness came about five years ago when I just kind of randomly started having panic attacks and it was terrible. And I lost a lot of self-confidence and trust in myself. And then I discovered meditation and it became this path to kind of rebuilding my self-efficacy. So it's given me over the last five years of practicing regularly. It's just given me this amazing set of tools that I utilize every day, both for work purposes and for personal life. It's something I'm really passionate about. And once I started to figure out how useful it was is when I started to look around and see how many other people were kind of suffering with a lot of the same issues that I was struggling with. Well, I guess that moves us into the big question. What exactly is mindfulness? So mindfulness is a mental state of focusing your attention on the present moment. So there are two ways you might use that word. There's mindfulness as a meditation practice, which typically is just short exercises focusing on breath or sound or different things. And then mindfulness is also a quality of mind, which describes bringing your full awareness to something. People typically spend a lot of time focusing on external things like other people, work or media. And mindfulness is a tool which can help us learn to observe what's happening internally and train ourselves to utilize our focus intentionally. So um, as you become more experienced practicing mindfulness and applying it to your life, you start to bring more and more of it into real life moments. Um, so through mindfulness, you can develop the ability to observe rather than react to your circumstances. And you develop the ability to step back and observe yourself or elements of the present moment with a bit more perspective. So it can be really helpful. It's so relevant to the current situation with COVID-19 where we're in this uncertain time mm. and I think it's it, it's probably now more applicable than ever to to use mindfulness practices to be the best that we can be to be able to get through these challenging times. Absolutely. What is it you're noticing at the moment and um, what is it you've noticed in your sort of experience with teaching workshops on this topic? I think one of the the most positive things that's coming out of this moment is that people are taking their mental health more seriously than ever. We don't have so much choice right now 
And that could be seen as a negative or a positive, depending on your perspective. Um, we have all this time that we have to um, spend in circumstances that are maybe not of our choosing. And for a lot of people, there's a lot of stress that comes along with that, not to mention all the other stressors that are out there with you know health and job and stuff like that. We're in front of screens more hours. And I've noticed, you know, that um, that thing on your iPhone that tracks the percentage of uh, screen time you have each yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed mine's bumping up a little bit and I'm like, oh, I got to get that under control. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that doesn't even measure my computer time. So it's even worse. Mm. Um, but, you know, the disembodiment is only an issue because it basically means that we are not paying attention to the signs our body is communicating with us. And for a lot of us, we'll be sitting in front of the computer and might not notice that we're really hungry or we're actually really stressed and our heart's beating really fast or our breath is really shallow. And this stuff, if we're doing it more hours per day, starts to have an effect. So mindfulness is a really accessible way. You can do it at home. You can do it for two minutes a day. And it's something that helps you to counter that and get more embodied and more kind of in touch with your whole self. So tell me how mindfulness can help us at work. I think there are so many things, but one of the things that I've noticed even this week is uh, receiving constructive feedback without getting defensive. I used to let criticism really bother me a lot. And now with my mindfulness practice, um, I feel a lot different as I'm approached with criticism. And I usually am thinking about it as, um, what is this person coming to me with and what intention do they have? And probably recognizing that they might be uncomfortable doing it too. So usually what happens now is I'll, I'll listen to the feedback and I say thanks. And then I go and try to get some perspective, which usually happens with a walk or a mindfulness exercise or a night's sleep. And then I come back and kind of talk to that person and get better understanding or talk to them about how I've been thinking about what they said and how I'm going to integrate it. So it becomes this non-dramatic, really constructive and actually relationship building conversation. The key thing for me is that noticing element, because I think that often we can just go through our day-to-day -day lives without even realizing that we're stressed. Totally. Is there anything in particular that can help us notice when we're particularly stressed? I think that's exactly what the, the practice of mindfulness is for. And so if you think of going to the gym is um, keeping your body healthy or exercising is keeping your body healthy, you can think of a mindfulness practice as like a gym for your mind. Our mind is designed to think. So it's training your mind to focus on one thing at a time. And it's a process, just like getting fit is a process, right? So you wouldn't go to the gym on your first day and pick up a hundred kilo weight and think, oh, this should be easy for me. Mm. And in, in the same way, you wouldn't start a 20 minute meditation and think this should be easy because it's a process. Instead, it's about these small, short periods of time and a really consistent practice, just like you would at the gym, um, where you start to just focus your mind on one thing in the present moment for little intervention throughout your day-to-day -day life. That's a really good tip, actually, because I think I've noticed that where I've maybe gone and tried to 
to i don't know i've maybe tried the headspace app where i've gone and tried to listen to it and, I've, uh, and yeah when i when i've found i've struggled i've then kind of given up with it because i've kind of think it's not working but yeah i had the same experience and i was never interested in meditation but basically if you're sitting in a meditation practice and you notice that you've gotten distracted by thinking most people go oh my god i'm so bad at this mm. but actually you can think of it as awesome i've just done another rep at the gym of my mind basically because that moment of awareness that you've lost track of the practice is the practice yeah i i suppose that's it for me if i've ever done anything or tried to do anything like this in the past and i've felt like i've not been good at it that's it game over i've given up yeah (laughs) so many people have that experience and that's the other thing where i think mindfulness can be um a lot of people just think of it as breathing exercises or watching your breath, which it can be. And that's the traditional focus. And the reason for that is because your breath is always moving. So you can follow that dynamic thing with your mind. And it's cool because the breath could be automatic. So it's like happening in the, in the background, or it could be something that you control and you start to manipulate with your practice. Um, but there's so many other kinds of meditation that might be a better fit for you, for example. So if Headspace app didn't really work for you. Um, there are all sorts of other ways that you can integrate mindfulness. It's just not breathing necessarily. And I've got a whole list. I can. <laughs> well, let's. All right. Well, let's do that. What would be one thing that we could do now, for example? Okay, we are going to do something for dual purpose, and it's called eye yoga. And the reason I want to do this practice is because it's a really nice screen break from all the screens that a lot of us have been sitting and staring at for weeks on end. And also it's a really good awareness building exercise. So we're going to do it together and we're going to make it not awkward at all. (laughs) Okay. I'm already scared. Okay, great. Perfect. That's how I want you to feel. I'm just kidding. All right. Take your two feet and put them on the ground if they're not already there. Yeah. And then sit up nice and tall in your chair. Bring your shoulders back a little bit. But you can relax. You don't have to be stiff. Okay. And then just tuck your chin a little bit down towards your chest. And then you can close your eyes for a moment. And I just want you to start to breathe. And while you're breathing, I'm just going to tell you what we're doing. So we're doing a practice where I want you to keep your head still. And I'm going to ask you to direct your eyes to places without moving your head. So it might feel a little bit weird. I want you to just keep an open mind. So let's take a deep breath in and a big breath out. Next time you inhale, open your eyes and look up as high as you can without moving your head. Stretch your eyes wide. See if you can focus on something up there and then slowly close down the eyes. Take a deep breath in and a big breath out. Next time you inhale, open your eyes and look down. Don't move your head. See if you can start to find your cheeks. Maybe you can open your eyes a little wider and then close them down. Take a deep breath in, big breath out. Next time you inhale, open your eyes, look to the right. See if you can find your nose and then see if you can find something out further to the side 
opening your eyes a little wider. And then close and take a deep breath in. Big breath out. Open your eyes, look to the left. Find something you can gaze at and focus your eyes. And then close your eyes, take a deep breath in, big breath out. All right. This time we're going to open our eyes and look up again. And what I want you to do is really slowly circle your whole gaze towards the right, but see if you can not dart your eyes, but smoothly go at the absolute outside edge of your gaze point and just explore moving down towards the left and then back up. And let's just do one more in that direction, really slow. Close down your eyes when you're done, take a breath. Open your eyes, look up, and then slowly to the left this time. Really, really carefully. And I want you to notice if your shoulders are really tight and soften them or your jaw. And then whenever you're done, close your eyes, take a deep breath in, let it go. And then open up your eyes. We're all done with our eye yoga today. So how was that for you? Uh, a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those love it or hate it practices yeah, but i just i just have this lovely imagination that people are going to start doing that meetings using you as an excuse to i'm not rolling <laughs> my eyes and doing eye yoga <laughs> when they <laughs> i love that so one of the reasons i love that practice is it's i think it's a metaphor for our tens tendency to do the quickest easiest thing rather than utilizing all our available resources so like we typically turn our head and look directly straight at something yeah. instead of turning our eyes without turning our head. So there's all this space we have available when we can start to use it. Yeah, I I, I did find it strange. I I found the bit difficult to first of all get into it. I, I I find that kind of experience a bit awkward for me. Yeah. Anything anything that I kind of I'm very self aware of or rather self conscious where I feel like I might yeah. look a bit silly. I'm I'm not so not so keen on. So I'd definitely be doing that sort of thing on my own isn't it so funny though when we're all doing yeah. it together yeah, to yeah, still definitely. be self-conscious i do it in front of a camera and i'm always so like all right guys i'm just gonna go for it you know because there's yeah. no other way to do well this. that's it i think when you when you're doing it with i think it's definitely nice to do it as a shared experience yeah one thing that i think has been pretty like life-changing for me and in the way that i integrate mindfulness has changed since i've learned this and a lot of the time we spend our time chasing positive emotion or avoiding negative emotion. And it means when we're unhappy, we're typically kind of trying to skip ahead. Or if we're happy, we're typically grasping onto the happiness, hoping it doesn't end. Yeah. So we're actually not being fully present with either. And like, that's our whole life, you know, it can just fly right by. So um, I recently had been studying with this master coach named Carla Lowenthal, and she has this uh, concept that she teaches, which is that emotions are just physical sensation attached to a thought or a meaning. 
So if you remove the story about what it means that you're having an emotion or why you're having it, then you can just process the physical part of that emotion and let it kind of pass through without any sort of resistance. Okay, so guilt might feel like heavy or it might be that my shoulders are rounded or that my breath is really, really shallow or anxiety might feel hot or uh, there might be discomfort at the pit of the stomach um, or your breath is rapid. Joy can be expansive, light or, you know, full breath. Um, So you start to notice that the sensations you feel in anxiety can be really similar to the sensations of something like excitement. So something we'd see, we would see as negative and something we would see as positive mm. actually would maybe have a similar physical experience if you take out all the stories. The physical sensations are actually neutral. And um, if you think about sadness as like a negative emotion, why do we watch sad movies? Because sometimes it feels good to be sad and that's just part of life, right? So there's not like a, this is good and this is bad. It's just about our mental assignment of whether we want to have it or not, or whether we're in control of it or not. So the ownership that you can start to have with a mindfulness practice can help you kind of just sit with those physical sensations and be okay with them. So what I'd really love to do if you have a minute or two is do one more little mindfulness practice. That okay yes one thing i'd just very quickly like to pick up on is that I, something i've never ever thought of before was that why do we watch a sad movie when we know it's going to be sad or exactly the same with a scary movie like i've never understood scary yeah. movies anyway because <laughs> i've never never given it that that much thought before so that was really interesting it's like this is exactly why i wanted to bring it up with you because it's blown my mind that emotions are actually neutral because sometimes we want to be sad sometimes we want to be scared and um it's it's just about the stories we tell it's been incredibly helpful to have that toolkit to rely on that i can come back to and say all right this is just a sensation in my body yeah no that's fascinating all right cool so uh what's exercise two then okay we're gonna do just a little i call it layers of self but that's just my own made up thing um so put your feet on the ground again sit up tall give your shoulders a little squeeze up towards the ears and then a big exhale let them just soften down you might want to open and close your jaw a few times and then relax the face you can close the eyes if that's comfortable And all I want you to do is just tune into the cloud of sensation that you start to notice when you close your eyes. So let your mind go wherever it wants to go. And then start to feel into the physical body and just notice the areas that might feel a little bit tight. Notice the areas you're holding and see if you can soften them on the exhale. And then feel the weight of the body against the ground or your chair. And then shift your attention to the breath and see if you can keep it the exact same way it is naturally. And so just start to notice, does the breath feel fast or slow? Shallow or deep? 
And what's the quality of your breath? With that same observer mindset, can you bring the awareness to the thoughts? And allow the mind to think, but just watch it. So you just start to notice, where does your mind want to go? And start to notice if there's an underlying tone to your thoughts. And if that tone is a stronger emotion, just see if you can bring that emotion to the forefront and just allow it to be there. And if you find yourself wanting to hold on to it or push it away, can you let go of that and just breathe into it? Notice where you feel that emotion and what it feels like. Letting go of that focus now, just take a moment to notice how you feel as a whole being. And then take a nice deep breath in through the nose. Big sigh out through the mouth. And blink your eyes open. How was that one? That was good. I uh, I much preferred that one. I felt, um, but then uh, one thing I noticed at the beginning <laughs> was that just before doing this, I had a fairly strong coffee, so <laughs> difficult to settle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so no, that's, that's cool. some advice. Don't have a really strong coffee, then try and do a mindfulness session. But you can, and then it's just more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You can use anything as an internal method or the, the focus of your mind. So there are so many different cool things you can do, and um, you can try out something and see if it works for you. I'm a big fan of body scan meditation. So what we just did had like tiny elements of that, which is just look like you are being asked to focus on different parts of the body. So it's super practical. But then there's like mindfulness coloring books. And we actually did one on a program that we were running in Sydney. And it was so funny because they're just so like simple, but everybody had the best time ever and was like just obsessed with these coloring books. So. It's one of those things, like, in theory, it's crazy, but they're really, really fun. Yeah, well, I can honestly say I've never come across mindfulness colouring books, but they certainly sound interesting. Um, you mentioned that we you use them on a programme. What else does Impact offer around mindfulness? Yeah, it's really interesting. So Impact wouldn't necessarily describe themselves this way, but I see mindfulness as the basis to pretty much every Impact experience. Um, what we do encourages people to show up as their whole imperfect selves and work from that foundation of acceptance, whether it's a leadership program or sustainable innovation or change. What we encourage is people to really just come with an open mind and be their true selves, which 
maybe sounds a little cliche, but it, it feels amazing when you're in the moment and you're having those conversations and people are really listening like heart to heart. It's a really powerful and memorable experience. So um, I'm really proud to work with Impact and I think it totally honors all of my personal values in a way that I'm just really excited to keep watching where we where we grow into. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, you've hit the nail on the head there. We, we offer a safety net basically where people on our programs, people can, can they say, be their imperfect selves without with mm. no, without the fear of how it might affect their uh, status at work so um yeah, yeah exactly. we've, we've got that sort of perfect opportunity for people to do that well yeah. charlotte that's been absolutely brilliant thank you very very much and uh You're welcome. I, I just want to thank you again really for sharing your tips and on mindfulness and giving up your evening because let's face it we're a few hours you're a few hours ahead of me uh <laughs> dinner to, time yeah thank you for for giving up your time to to talk to me uh, and if nothing else i've got a new excuse under my belt so from now on in meetings i won't be rolling my eyes in judgment it will be i yoga so um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy here it goes <laughs> uh, yeah so uh <laughs> We do, we'd also love, love to hear what mindfulness exercises you as a listener would be doing. So please uh, add those into the comments or get in touch with us. Let us know. We'd be really, really interested to hear what you guys do. And uh, if you want to learn more about Impact or if you want to find out about what we can do to help you and your organization, then, of course, please visit our website at impactinternational.com. And if you haven't already, then please go and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, go and check out our YouTube channel for, for more brilliant content. So until the next time, Charlotte, thank you. Thank you. Had a great time. And, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Hey.